the best remixes we've seen come out when there's a genuine it's organic. interest for the song. Yeah. It's not because of the paycheck I'm picking up. It's yeah. because I genuinely like this song. Because you're going to pick up a paycheck if this remix even becomes <laughs> successful. Bad on both sides. Mm. You know, uh, lockdown has been a very difficult time for everybody. Absolutely. Lockdown has been lonely. He had day five from the ward. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even get to assess people properly. Next thing you know, you're professing love and feelings to each other. <laughs> lockdown i feel like boys are bored i feel like boys as well are out here going to girls house to house to house i've tried it and i can't do it anymore i'm actually done say yeah, it is your loneliness that has now pushed allowed you, you to, to to mingle with to some mingle of the guys with that you shouldn't be mingling and with not pay attention place. to the things that you normally have paid attention to it's just tough out here in these streets shout out to the married ones <laughs> you don't know what you're missing you don't you don't know what you've missed <laughs> or what you the, the bullets you dodged you're listening to adishokbe live the afrobeat podcast right. welcome to a brand new edition of adishokbe live the official afrobeats podcast I'm Adi Shoprolajide, and this is where we discuss all the Afropop culture headlines where I break it down and give you my opinions with a guest in tow every single week. Um, you can catch us everywhere on Spotify, YouTube, Apple. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment. You do the most. We appreciate every single message that you're sending to us. And if you're in the UK, you can also catch us on Saturdays on Yanga TV at 7.30 p.m. And on Mondays, a repeat on Yanga TV Sky 186 and Freeview 171 at 7 p.m. on Monday. Now, joining me to break down some of this week's headline headlines in the Afropop culture is a former colleague slash producer of mine, we went back and forth, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, uh, on For the Love of Afrobeats podcast for over a year and a bit. It's the one they call Mr. Schmooze, a.k.a. Damola. <laughs> What's going on, brother? It looked like well, we could never you. make this happen again. <laughs> well, I mean, we're here now, and that's what matters. That's you know, what and matters, it feels good man. to be you know, back in the seat with the energy god. Absolutely, Thank you for man. having me. Nah, man, thank you very much for coming through. First of all, what have you been doing? Uh, during this pandemic, how has it been? I've been trying you? my best. I see the bear. I see the bear. I see the bear joining the bear gang. Man. You know, you have to come out. If anybody that doesn't grow bad at this time in this lockdown is never happening for you. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. You know, you've <laughs> but got, you've got yeah. more time to oil it, oil it, and care wash for it. it. You know, pray that it keeps growing. <laughs> but we've been doing good. We've been doing good. That's great, brother. Now let's check some of the headlines that we'll be looking at. Uh, this week, first of all, South African uh, star Master KG says, I didn't pay Burner Boy for the collaboration on Jerusalem remix. Uh, Nigerian DJ copy suing Israel DMW for defamation. Kenyan comedian Eric Omondi lost millions of endorsements due to his scripted show titled uh, <laughs> Wife Material. And uh, Ghanaian star Shata Wale makes the headlines, of course, for back and forth with a lady in Ghana and lots, lots more. My brother, let's get into this. Now, we mm. start in South Africa where Jerusalem hitmaker Master KG revealed during an interview that money didn't exchange hands with Burner Boy for jumping on the remix of the smash single uh, Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. The original version has now surpassed 300 million views on YouTube. Big numbers. Absolute numbers there, becoming mm -hmm. the first African pop act to reach that feat. Mm -hmm. Now, the remix with Burner Boy has gone on to do incredible well, incredibly well on streaming platforms as well, mm -hmm. with millions of views on YouTube. As well as and as well as extending the lifespan of Obviously. the hit. Yeah. Now, when Burner Boy was riding high in the charts around the world, he jumped on the remix, and it left people thinking that Master KG had paid for the feature. But the stars said that n that never happened, mm -hmm. and Burner was already a fan of the hit record. Now, let's talk about it. Jerusalem continues to break records around the world. I think it was number one on the Afrobeat chart yeah. in the UK for probably about six weeks very, or something very ridiculous long time. like that. Yeah. A very, very long time. And dominated charts across Africa as well. Absolutely. Uh, 300 million views on YouTube also mm. shows how incredibly well it's done. Uh, yeah. If you look at the closest 
other videos and songs to that on YouTube would yeah. be the likes of David O and Burner Boy, yep. Yemi Day, Run Town and Pana. Um, and all of them still below 200 million views. So, so that is a very, very <laughs> successful song. <laughs> exactly. Just for context. <laughs> yes. So now the remix happened. Uh, Burner Boy obviously jumped on the remix, mm -hmm. expanded the, you know, the popularity of the song yep. into Western Africa, particularly Nigeria and Ghana. Yep. Also gave it more life in, in, in the UK okay. and stuff like that. Yep. And people started to talk that maybe he had paid for the feature. Mm. Um, I think this, first of all, what are your thoughts about the whole story yeah. and the record in itself? I think uh, there are three things I'd like to point out here. The Please. first thing here is, you know, th this is what your remix should be. This is what a remix should be. When you remix a song, it's supposed to increase either the lifespan of the song yeah. or, you know, give you even more, more visibility, more, visibility, more audio introduce you to new audiences. Yep. And this remix did exactly that. Facts. I'd never heard of the first, or I'd never listened to the first version of the song like most other people in West Africa mm. at the time. But then when Bonoboy jumped on it, you know, it brought my attention. Yep. And I then went to look at the original one. Mm. And that's what a remix should be. Yeah. And this is a very successful remix in that regard. Second part is that Master KG highlighted money didn't exchange hands. Yep. It is normal practice in the Absolutely. industry for you know, money to exchange hands for uh, remixes. Yep. There's nothing abnormal about yep. it. But the best remixes we've seen come out when there's a genuine it's interest organic. for the song. Yeah. It's not because of the paycheck I'm picking up. It's yep. because I genuinely like this song. Because you're going to pick up a paycheck if this remix even becomes <laughs> successful. Exactly. And that's, that's how great songs come about Absolutely. that's when like you said it becomes more organic yeah and then finally you know we also need to see here that uh jerusalem remix it is an amazing amazing song yeah it, it is it is it just shows you the the variety of sounds in africa yep. it also shows you the range bonaboy has yep. as well yep. so i think this is this is really great news and i also wanted to also stress just to buttress your point that a lot of people need to understand that with regards to remixes as well, you know, regardless of whether you know a burner boy or a different artist is in a different world, high up in the star sphere or whatever, he can also choose when he sees a song that's catching steam. Yeah. And he knows that this record is, is doing numbers. Yeah. He would also and if he likes the record, they reach out. That's yeah. what the likes of Drake does. I was just going to say that. There's <laughs> yeah. two examples that just yeah. Drake with, uh, what's it called? Ojoelegba. Ojoelegba remix. Yeah. And then we had uh, David O jumping on the Maserati. Was it yes. Maserati remix? Maserati remix. Maserati remix. He did it with uh, Lighter as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the best so remixes, the best songs come out when there's a genuine interest. Absolutely. And when the song, original song is catching steam, yeah. the bigger artist also sees it as an opportunity to also stretch, you know, their fan base yeah. into the young up and coming or maybe into a fan base world that he's probably not in. Yeah. Burner yeah. Boy has also been successful with collaborations in South Africa. He had the one with AKA yeah, in the past. Yeah. You know, yeah. when he jumps... He has a great relationship with South Africa. Yeah. When they're behaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think they've they, 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 they fallen out of love in recent times. Yeah. However, <laughs> with, with Jerusalem again being on one of the biggest records to come out of Africa in the last four or five years, yeah. if not de a decade, to be honest with mm -hmm. you, it also just shows that yo my man's ears are to the ground yeah who out of africa or the world wouldn't have loved to be on that jerusalem I'm telling remix? you everyone <laughs> i wanted to be on the remix I'm telling you, even man. maybe in the background of the video just <laughs> jerusalem. absolutely Amazing. so yeah like like damola said those are the different practices within the industry uh they could jump it could be money changing hands mm -hmm. or it could just be genuine fan base of genuine fans of a record and the record moving in itself yeah, and you yeah. take advantage of that now over to nigeria where the whatever happened between copy and zlatan story rumbles <laughs> on uh well last week's headlines were made when a close affiliate to zlatan in israel dmw made allegations that dj copy had not given zlatan his dues for collaborating on a song with her as well as zlatan having to foot his bills when he traveled to abuja to perform during dj copy's fundraising event for charity well, DJ Copy came back hard this past week with a post on social media that reads, and I quote, For the record, there have been no breaches of my contractual agreement regarding the song Hashtag Gelato as confirmed by my lawyers. However, as Israel DMW publicly 
publicly inaccurated, uh, inaccurately declared, I owe an artist money. I am suing him for libel and defamation. See you in court, Israel. Yeah. End quote. Well, that same blogs and news platforms crazy with one interesting comment was seen on Copy's post, mm -hmm. and that was of superstar singer David O, mm -hmm. whom Israel DMW is a close affiliate of. Yeah. David O simply posted a comment too late on <laughs> Copy's page. <laughs> Mr. Schmooz, this mm. story is in its probably fourth week. Yeah. Initially, it was DJ Copy that revealed that she had been blocked, blocked. by her friend. Yeah. And weeks later, um, Zlatan showed up saying he didn't know who DJ Copy was. Yeah. And a couple of days after, Israel DMW yeah. now spoke out saying, making allegations. allegations. Yeah. And DJ Copy comes back hard yeah. with a lawsuit. Suit. What yeah. are your thoughts? <laughs> All right, there are two ways to look at this. Yep. Again, we can either look at this from a business point of view. Okay. And we can also look at this from a, a personal point of view. Yes. From a business point of view, Allegations have been made to copies person, person yep. to her brand yep. that she's owing a fellow colleague money yep. or she's not properly compensated a fellow colleague. Yep. And in the business world, when such allegations are made, there can be uh, ramifications. Yeah, there can be consequences. Other artists will you maybe worry of working with copies. Or other brands that you're affiliated yeah. with might not be happy with yeah, the reputation exactly. that's been portrayed in the public. That this is not somebody you want to do business with. Yeah. And for that reason, there has to be, you know, corrective or should I say countermeasures taken. And mm. that is what copy has now done with the lawsuit. That's okay. how you look at it from a business point of view. Okay. But now let's look at it from a personal point of view. Yes. That looks very drastic, drastic yeah. if I must say. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that looks like you're trying to use a sledgehammer to, you know, hit a fly. Yep. Yes, <clears throat> maybe Israel shouldn't have gone ahead to make those declarations in public, or the, sorry, those allegations in public. Mm. But I believe, you know, Copy could have had a, she could have reached out, there are plenty channels, she could have reached out to Israel and say, look, you know, I don't appreciate what was said. Do you mind retracting that? But, you know, going directly to do a lawsuit, I believe that was a bit too, mm. you know, I think that was two steps ahead of, of what everybody she, else. of everybody else of what she could have done. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to uh, prophesy, yeah. but we already know how this caucus might end up. Yeah. It might be a settle out of court. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you still get the apology you wanted anyway. Mm. So I don't know. That's, that's how I feel. For me, I think um, it's dangerous grounds for DJ Copy to walk in. Mm. Um, DJ Copy is somebody that I'm a big fan of. Mm. Uh, I've, I've, you know, I've been in her presence a couple of times. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about the fact that she, she her alongside David O, they don't get enough slack for coming from the backgrounds that they're from yeah. and being tenacious in the industry that they're, they're in, yeah. trying to become successful off of their own backs. They don't get enough credit. Enough credit. credit mean, and yeah. Be, yeah, and being tenacious, credit for being tenacious and, yeah. and hardworking. Yeah. However, um, what DJ Copy has done within the music industry in Africa over the last five, six, seven years is to try to prove to people yeah. that she is one Marcus. of us. Yeah. One of the people, regardless of her billion-dollar background, she's just like everybody else. Yeah. She has relationships with artists. She has relationships with media personalities. Uh, she's got a close friendship and a channel in David O's camp. camp yeah. Her collaboration with Latan could possibly even be attributed to that relationship. To those type of relationships yep. with the David O's, yep. the ASAR Seekers, yep. you know, all of these guys. Right, yep. If she was, like you said, unhappy with the allegations that Israel DMW had put out mm. in, in social media, mm. perhaps there could have been channels to reach Israel mm. yep. and whoever felt that way to ensure that those statements were corrected, retracted, or, you know, just adjusted yeah. to favor everybody. everybody. Yeah. By going to court, mm. uh, and in her statement, let me read again mm. what exactly she said. She said, there have been no breaches of my contractual Practical agreement, yeah. you know, with uh, recording the song, gelato. regarding the song Gelato as confirmed by my lawyers. But what about a moral agreement? Mm. A verbal agreement. Verbal agreement. Yeah. You know, now you leave 
everybody's imaginations Nation. to go beyond those phrases. Yep. That's why, you know, lawyers, with all due respect, mm -hmm. they want to earn a check. They will. They, that's what they're there for. They're here to earn a check. Yep. And yes, to protect you legally, mm -hmm. but they also have to understand at situations like this that there are personal implications, yeah. relationship implications. Fallouts. That, that exactly, that will come from such a drastic action. Yeah. Now, to the public, guess what? Israel DMW to court. Do you know who's going to pay for Israel's? Of course. <laughs> who's who's going to pay for it? Of course, it's David behind them. David, you know? he's going to pay for Israel's court case. David is managed by a former yeah. boyfriend of DJ Copy, yeah. who still is a great friend to her today. So, yeah. you've already dragged family into, into this. this situation. Yeah. And then you also have to think, for Zlatan to have felt the way he felt and mm. said publicly what he had said, that he didn't know who DJ Copy was, mm. having been in and around the likes of David and, yeah. and Co for a long time, you should also think of how, why Zlatan is saying this yeah. and how he's felt for him to come out and say this. Mm. I personally would have actually reached out to Zlatan. I mean, uh, now that you said that, yeah. I, I was also just thinking now as well. When we look back to the genesis of all of this drama, yeah. Copy brought it to the public. To the table. Right. Yep. Zlatan didn't say anything. Nothing. We didn't know anything was going on. And he wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, until if, she said that. Yep. He blocked her. Yeah. And then Zlatan was asked about it in yes. an interview. And he had to say and something. And then now Israel's having to say something on social media. So again, this could have all been avoided or handled. If she had if she had reached out to the right channels. Rather than go to social media uh, yeah. that Zlatan okay. had blocked her. Once you take things to social media, lesson to be learned here. Once mm. you go to social media, you can't control what happens, what after, happens that. after that. And then it will just be a series of reactions, uh, counter-reactions, and at the end of the day, nobody's happy. Hmm. So learn to, you know, let's talk about it first before it goes out. Absolutely. I think uh, on that note, let's just leave it. Yeah, there. <laughs> let's just leave that. But something tells me that we'll be hearing a lot more about this story going this forward. This is week four. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, over to, uh, to East Africa, Kenya to be exact, where superstar comedian Eric Omonde revealed during an interview this week that his scripted reality show, Wife Material, cost him millions in endorsements as brands pulled out of supporting him. Mm. He said brands specifically told him that they were family-oriented and didn't approve of him kissing girls on screen like that all in the name of searching for a bride. Well, <laughs> Eric also said he found new sponsors and most of all followers as his social media follower following grew incredibly because of the show. Mm. He also said when he revealed that the program was scripted, Fans and followers were disappointed as they felt it was real mm. and that some of them had resorted to praying <laughs> <laughs> no lies for a happy married life with him and the chosen lady named Carol. Mm. We also have to remind our listeners and our viewers as well that when the show launched a few months back, yeah. uh, the chairman of the film board in Kenya demanded the arrest of Eric, claiming his content wasn't fit for broadcast and he was breaching, breaching the rules in Kenya. Yeah. We reported here on Ali Shopper Live, the Afrobeats podcast. Of course, that um, uh, the, the, the chairman of the, the, the film board oh, in, in Kenya was disappointed. He felt the content was just disgusting, disgusting. and he should be arrested for breaking the law. Mm. It went so bad that um, the building that Eric uh, Omonde had hired for, to, to his, for filming, for his filming yeah. they, they, they ejected him from that uh, building within days. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants smoke from the government. <laughs> but let's go back to, to this story. Mm. You know, um, the fact that Eric lost uh, endorsements, endorsements yeah. for the reality show that mm. he put out, mm. Searching for a Bride, um, which had scenes of him obviously kissing a couple of the ladies yeah. and stuff like that. People felt he had taken advantage of him. Yeah. But him coming out now that it was a scripted show meant that some of the ladies were also yeah. acting. Yeah, but most there. of it was probably acting. So talk to me about your thoughts. Well, you know, when I saw that headline initially, I thought, what was he filming? What, <laughs> what was in this series? And then I went on YouTube and I went to look it up. And yeah. essentially it's just 
him it's a dating show mm. he's looking for his bride mm. and there's you know it's pretty much bachelorette yes in a urban african uh, Af urban african young playboy setting <laughs> yeah. and you reminded me of I, I don't know for some some viewers might remember flavor flav back in oh, the day for flavor the love of love flavor of love he had a similar series where he was looking for yeah uh what's it called yeah he was looking for a uh, girlfriend yeah or a wife. that was where new york came into yes the play. exactly yeah. so I watched the series and it's quite popular and like you rightly said, people are invested in it. I'm yeah. seeing comments where if you don't pick her, then send her my number. <laughs> yeah, this one is humble. This is the one that must go. So yeah, people were truly invested in it yeah. and the numbers are there. Yeah. So it was a success by that standard. Yes. But then again, this whole uh, situation here reminds us one thing. Kenya, yes, is officially a secular country. Yeah. In the sense that you're free to do what you want yeah. and practice how you want. However, it's still... They're very still conservative. They're still, There's still a moral, very mm. strong conservative um, undertone, or yeah. should I say, uh, back backbone, yeah. so to yeah. speak. Um, the board calling for his arrest, I believe, is too drastic. Yeah. It's ridiculous yeah. because, again, it's not like he's done any. From what I saw, yeah. there's no nudity in there. Yeah. There's no explicit uh, content, in there. content in there. Yeah. The worst I saw there was him Kisses. kissing yeah. different ladies in different episodes. And yeah. last time I checked, that was not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I think that's overboard. What about the mm -hmm. brands? What about brands in Kenya also pulling out from sponsoring Eric Omonde, yeah. saying that they were family orientated and, and some of those kissing scenes were a little bit for them and, and they couldn't back that? Again, goes back to what I was saying about Kenya being a conservative society mm. when it's all said and done. At the end of the day, these brands, these sponsors, these are the people they are selling their products to. Mm. So if their audience or their target audience is family orientated, they cannot be seen to be affiliated with an artist who in the eyes of their society, the local society, mm. is, uh, what's the word, seen as... Uh, what just being, bad yeah just being flagrant yeah and being flagrant the yeah so i understand that from a brand perspective it is sad um that eric had to deal with that um, mm. difficulty but this is the reality uh, of the uh, society in which or the environment in which he operates and that is always my advice to creatives as well mm. or entertainers be aware of your environment read be, the room read the room exactly read the room and adjust accordingly mm adjust your content accordingly uh it's similar to when Tawas savage had the video back in the day wanted wanted, wanted. And I, I, she, you know, I loved the video the, the video was brilliant i thought it was dope shout out and to my brother momusa, momusa for that. it was dope and yeah. in the video if for people that can remember she, she had was wearing patches. A, a nude colored uh it was clothing, nude colored but clothing. she had patches yeah. we've seen worse on mtv I mean, we've seen worse we've with seen rihanna, worse and rihanna and beyonce facts and they played that on nigerian tv station facts but because it was our own person that did it at the time it we didn't want, savage, to accept didn't want to hear it. you know and i remember the backlash she got at the time it's crazy but she's still here today yeah and tiwa still does her thing and, and she's, she's still, still top on the charts she's still topping the charts yeah so read the room adjust accordingly what do, what if that disturbs in, in now speaking on behalf of the creatives now yeah. what about the restraint or the constraints it puts on the creative mind when you really want to um, do certain things, but you feel like you're being held back by sponsors putting bread on the table yeah. and the risks of losing money. money yeah. You know, what, what, what kind of, how do you expect the creatives to flourish at their best if they're thinking about bread and butter? Yeah, exactly. And this is the challenge creatives will always have. Hmm. Do you want to keep creating the art you like or do you want to create the art that would pay you? Mm. That's the question you need to ask yourself. If you want to create the art that you like, then you have to think creatively as well. Mm. How can I then monetize this? Am I going to go and build my own sort platform. of platform somewhere and grow my own niche following somewhere? Maybe I have my, my own audience buying my merchandise or mm. subscribing for my content. Then I know this is where I'm getting my money from. Mm. But if I'm going to do something for mass consumption, then I need to also tailor it for mass uh, uh, mass uh, what oh, appeal appeal yeah, so to yeah, speak so yeah. that those are the questions you need to ask yourself as a creative or as an entertainer well Eric Monde has now become the most followed uh, personality in Kenya on social media his uh, comedy skits and 
has gone beyond the walls of Kenya, is in the UK. I, I think one of the ones I found ridiculously yeah. funny was when he was selling um, Premier League jerseys yeah. and he was selling, you know, Arsenal, you know, he was in the street market, <laughs> Arsenal, I, Liverpool. I, I, and, I saw a snippet of that one. <laughs> and he pulled out the Manchester United jersey and mm. nobody wanted a piece of that, uh, you know. No Manchester United <laughs> slander will be tolerated. <laughs> On that note, I might just withdraw my support for you, Eric. <laughs> He's done uh, quite a couple. I've seen mm. him on the mountains as well, dressed in like Man United jersey where they were playing. They went to see like a, 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 a voodoo really? master. Really, that Eric? Was, <laughs> really? That was supposed to help us win a match then. And the result came back because we mm. lost to Man City badly. Mm. Anyway, um, over to the United States of America where former um, Tiwa Savage manager and music executive T-Bills yeah. uh, caught the headlines from... He shared on his social media this week that he got $1 million on Tiwa Savage in a versus battle to defeat anybody from 1900 mm. to 2021. Um, he went further by saying, nobody can hang with Tiwa Savage, not your burners, not your whiz, mm. nor your David O's. And Tiwa basically deserves the respect that she is not getting within the industry. He finished with saying he dropped his gun about a decade ago, but will pick it up if anyone disrespects the Queen Tiwa Savage. <laughs> well, a few minutes after the infamous post, T-Bills deleted the post, but it, it was too late for the blogs and news platforms who already shared the content, getting it trending worldwide. From T the moment you hit posts, it is gone. too late. It's gone. One especially, second is too much. Uh, <laughs> All it takes is a screenshot. <laughs> exactly. Especially when you're a, a popular figure like that. Um, yeah. <sighs> Where do we go with this one? Well, T-Bills, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, used to manage Tiwa Savage. Uh, they were married. They, they have a, 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 child a, together. a wonderful son together. Yeah. And um, obviously, they went their different ways. Mm. But in recent times, we've seen you know great visuals that show the family have somehow at yeah. least rekindled a certain uh, form of, of relationship, relationship yeah. because of their handsome son. Um, but... T-Bills woke up in the early hours during the week mm -hmm. uh, and decided to go hard that he had a million dollars uh, in Tiwa Savage defeating anybody, anybody. from 1900 <laughs> to 2021. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, the thing is, when I saw that post, I stared at it for a couple of minutes. Honestly, I stared at it for Me a couple too. of, of minutes thinking, what, 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 what is he trying to achieve here? Mm. What is, is he trying to invoke a challenge did somebody provoke that post yeah did somebody say something yep. to Tiwa? I, I just couldn't give myself an answer and those were the same questions you know, i asked myself people came in the comments and were throwing names you know what first things first tiwa savage legend absolutely we, we can't absolutely. we can't we can't dispute top that top class top of the Iconic. line she is up there with our david and to whiskey she is right up there facts along with yamiala day she's right up there facts so nobody's disputing that yeah but then to do a post like that i mean what what are we looking to achieve that is mm. the question here when i saw the post just like you said i stared at it for a couple of minutes i thought to myself maybe somebody had said something to either him or or maybe he got some sort of energy from tewa that she perhaps was she felt like she wasn't getting the credit she that she was due within the industry. And I'll be honest with you. I don't believe any of the women within the Afrobeats industry gets the credit they deserve. You know, they deserve. Facts. You know, so that, that's not Facts. headline news. You know, nobody gives them the credit they deserve for not only their longevity at the top mm -hmm. of the music game, but also their consistency when it comes to creating incredible content yeah. and really tussling it out in a man's world. Most that of our top female artists absolutely. have more albums out than our top five put together. Male Males artists. put together. F and and that's facts. Go, Go check, check that. that out. Go check that, that out. That put to the side, coming from an ex, a former manager and an affiliate of Tiwa Savage, mm. uh, throwing down the gauntlet about a million dollars on the table, I thought secretly, I felt maybe he was trying to, you know, throw a bone to the likes of Apple mm. versus and saying, listen, man, you're doing this dancehall thing. You've done hip-hop and R&B. Why don't you come to Africa and do some Afrobeats thing? And here is, you know, a queen here. We're starting to stoke up something. Mm. That's a great move. Mm. Where it went left for me mm. was when the name calling started. Yeah. Your Burners, your Wiz, your Davidos. You know, once that 
came into the conversation, I think whatever aim, whatever he was trying to achieve by the initial post, he lost, lost it, it there. Exactly. Because instantly what happens is you you invoke you know you invite some negative energy into that you yeah 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 the, the negative energies come mm, running yeah. in yeah and i believe that's probably what made him drop the post within a couple of minutes because yeah. the negative energy instantly went not only into his dms but yeah. went straight into his comments Section. people start talking to you crazy yeah. and start affiliating you back with tiwa savage unfortunately maybe the young lady is just somewhere chilling taking a time away from music or yeah. whatever all of a sudden she's getting phone calls and, and messages that yo man your ex-manager out here talking, talking crazy yeah. to them burner and wiz and david mm. the good thing is though mm. neither burner david or wiz reacted to anything there was a reaction i did see that i liked which one yemi alade's manager uh tai aliu okay was in the comments and he sort of like and was seemed very positive to the to the post he didn't respond in the you know which was mature because because Taiye, who manages yemi yeah. also secretly behind closed doors you know also feel just the same energy that i expressed here yeah that the female superstars do not get a quarter of the credit that they deserve yeah, true you know, if you fast, if you rewind back to about three, four years ago, mm. no other artists in Africa, apart from David Doe and Yemi Alade, had performed on as many stages across the continent and Facts. across the world. Facts. No other artists. Facts. In Africa. Facts. You know, I, at that time, those that year, I believe I could count over seventy-nine stages, from Lagos to uh the to, to dominica republic yep. or something and they were touring across europe as across well across europe everything and, and, and so and it was uh you know yemi Alade had the tour in france yep i think it was a three city four city yeah, tour four in france, city in france alone. to the uk went to other exactly yeah. so i'm sure when he saw the comment coming from t bills it touched a nerve where mm. Yeah, T Bills is saying something. Yeah. But again, like everybody else, when the other comment came in mm. where the name calling or the you know, your burners and then he started to throw in the fact that he dropped his gun about ten years ago and isn't you know, scared <laughs> to strap up. Yeah, that 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 post, I mean, well, he deleted it, so I'm sure he's probably seen it. He must have thought it was quite was, early as yeah. well, because when I woke up in the morning, it, it was, was probably the first thing I saw. <laughs> so <laughs> it was nine AM nine AM here in the UK. It was probably about 4 a.m. in America. So yeah. my brother was like maybe in his bed thinking, <laughs> like, rock, these people taking a nick. <laughs> you know one of them ones? I know, You I wake know. up like 4 a.m., you're probably smoking a little something, you're sipping a little something, you're like, rock. Nah, I'm not letting them. I ain't letting this. You know what? Y'all better go. I out. just woke up myself when I saw it, and I thought, maybe I'm still half asleep. Maybe that's why I don't get the post. <laughs> So I left it. I said I'll come. I, I even left Instagram because of that. I'll come back to it later and digest this one. Nah, I think someone, like you said, somebody would have said something, something to him. Yeah, he would have yeah. seen something, and his back just went up and thinking, "What's good?" And he even used some offensive words. words yeah, little was, this, little that, yeah, we little. Don't, we don't even need to cover all of that. I'm like, what? Oh God, my man, peace. Shout out to T. Bill. It's 2021. We want peace and love. But to be honest with you, I think all women within the music game they need ride or die managers like that yeah you know those are the people that are going to be able to get your foot through the door mm. get you what you deserve yeah. facts because yeah. without those type of people yeah. saying do you know what i don't care who you've got on this stage my artist is just as good nobody's gonna pay you no mind though if your manager's not doing that right now might Fire be them. To, might be time to change your mind. Facts. And on that note, we go over to Ghana, where it seems impossible for Shadawale not to make headlines every week. Now, this time, Shadawale was dragged into the headlines by a lady known as Aisha Modi, who made all sorts of allegations about Shatter's private life. Why she f uh, she felt his partner, Shata Michi, left and who she felt Shata Wale was having relations with. Mm. Now, the sad part is that she is a close affiliate of Shata's arch nemesis, Stoneboy. 
making the story a bit more tricky, to be honest. Well, Shatter responded in a viral video where he called the lady all sorts of names, claimed he had a sex tape with a lady in it, that he would release it online if she didn't keep quiet, also saying he would slap her when they eventually met. Well, not one to back down, Aisha Modi came back in a series of videos where she made further allegations about knowing uh, who Shatter had threesomes with, oh. as well as just being disrespectful to the Shatter movement boss. Now, this story in itself had more series in it mm. than EastEnders. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what EastEnders is, that basically is a, a, a TV show it's here in the UK. It's been running longer than I've been it's alive. Been, it's been running <laughs> for the past 30 years. When I saw the initial videos by this lady, Aisha, um, and, and the funny thing is, this is not the first time she's been, she's always been known to say things, things in the media yeah. in the past. A couple of weeks ago, we reported here that she had said something about one of the artists in Ghana, mm. that she invested about forty or $50,000 in his career at the beginning, mm. and when he became a superstar, he cut her off, and he hasn't repaid her money, and she said she was dragging him to court. Fast forward to now, she's tearing yeah. into Shata, and she thinks she knows everything, the and reason behind that. And <laughs> What are your thoughts about this story uh, and, and when you saw it, man? This is, like you said, sh another week, another Shatter story. I'm telling you. You know, <laughs> Shatter is like he finds it hard to stay out of the news. And in this case, it's like the trouble came to look for him. Absolutely. He didn't go looking for it. Absolutely. You know, and like, like you said, this is someone that's known to, you know, have something to say about mm. other artists. Now, should Shatter have ignored Respond, it yeah. or not responded? Well, the answer is usually yes. But knowing Shatter, this is... But what about the people that said she went as well as started making allegations about Shatter being in relationships with his family members and stuff like that? Yeah. At a point, mm -hmm. there gets to a point where yeah. you become angry yeah. and you want to say something because yeah. nobody believes the truth when mm -hmm. the lies are more entertaining. The great Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God says that. And if you keep quiet, mm. people could start to believe some of the falsehoods that's coming from this lady. Yeah, but Shatter responding, has that stopped us from talking about it? Mm. The answer is no. We're talking about it now. Mm. Has that convinced some people that that wasn't true? The answer is no. Mm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, do I give this thing more energy? Yeah. Or do I just ignore just it? Just let it go. And just let them keep talking. Mm. Put out your statement and end it there. Coming on social media, ranting, you know, it's shatter. We're used to it by now. Yeah. But does that make it right? No. And of course, threatening to get that physical, was, that, that is was, a red line. That was, that was, that that's one of the topics I wanted to speak yeah, about. That is a red line. Because he said in one of the videos that he will slap her if he eventually met her. Yeah. Now, if you're an international entertainer, mm -hmm. a superstar brand ambassador, yeah who uh, represents, you know, Multiple a large brands. section of saying such things is just as bad as acting on it. Yep. And that, in, in, in the Western world now, those type of allegations coming out of your own mouth, wow. that's enough to get you blacklisted from coming into countries like the United Kingdom and the United States of America. Uh, and that's why people need to make sure that, you know, yes, you might be angry, you might be disappointed, but you have to make sure you watch your words carefully. Mm -hmm. You have to watch your actions carefully. Because yep. Aisha is loving the attention, hence yep. why she keeps going on Instagram live, She'll sharing keep talking. videos. She'll keep talking. But how detrimental can this back and forth be to your brand and your career yep. and your person? You know, making statements like that and then... He, when he also said the fact that he had, you know, s allegedly had a sex tape of her and he was willing to, to release it online. In the UK, that's called revenge porn. porn. And, and that, that is a crime. <laughs> gets you in prison. Straight up. Straight up. First class tickets. I'm telling you, when I heard that, it was <laughs> like I was gasping for air. The minute he said, oh, he's going to put a video out, I said, what? And then he said, I will slap you. I said, oh, my God. Shut up. See, you know, when you're when when you're a brand, mm. when you're an artist, a, a big time recording artist, the first thing you should always think about before you react to anything is what is at stake here. Mm. Don't even focus on whoever you're dealing with. 
focus on your career. Mm. What is at stake here? I think once you measure that, then you'll be able to deliver a more, you know, measured, yep. well thought out yep. response. Yep. But yep. when you go and start shooting from the hip out of anger, this this is not it the way to go. It can cost you everything. It can cost you everything. Now we're laughing about it. We're not even laughing about hmm. it, but we're talking about it here like yep. in a, in a in somewhat a, light tone. Yeah. We might not even know the ramifications Absolutely. of this. Till Absolutely. Till maybe next month or next year. Absolutely. When Shata you try to go on tour. On tour. Yeah. And then it becomes, you know, the industry hits me. No, the industry doesn't hit you. You did it to yourself. Hmm. That's facts. Hmm. Wow. Well, we need to definitely make sure that we watch our words carefully and you need to watch your hands carefully because the producer is <laughs> going to kill you by banging on the table. I will hit the mic. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't bang on the table too. <laughs> anyway, uh, over to South Africa where rapper Casper and your best protege in Nadia Nakai appeared on Casper's arch nemesis, a.k.a. show called the Bry Show. Mm. Now, the show is basically the rap superstar, aka sitting down with personalities across the board whilst they talk into some barbecue mm. in his home. Uh, of course, in South Africa, his beautiful house in South Africa. Well, this episode, being the season finale, features the incredible Nadia Nakai, who is signed to Casper Yove's family tree stable. Mm. Uh, why this made headlines is because of the long history of beef between two rap icons from South Africa in AKA and Casper Yovis. In the past, media, uh, in the past, Nadia Nakai had said on her Instagram live, when asked about possibly collaborating with AKA, she said it wouldn't happen because it might not get positive reviews. Yes, yep. And she didn't think it was necessary for her career. Mm. However, in this promo clip uh, of her appearance at AKA's crib, Nadia was asked by AKA if she was allowed to work with him. And Nadia responded, of course. Mm. This... Uh, appearance, albeit a small thing, is being seen in some quarters as a sign that the long-lasting feud between the pair might be easing, yeah. whilst others think it's just the right thing to do as Nadia shouldn't be in between the beef between her boss, Casper, and AKA. You and I have covered this story for years. Multiple um, times. <laughs> this beef, AKA and Casper, along the Vector and MI beef, are probably two of the hottest rap beefs in Africa. Yeah. And probably the the longest foods yes. out there. Yeah. Um, first of all, what are your thoughts about Nadia appearing on AKA's show and, you know, saying he she'll be Happy open to, to, work to, to work with AKA? Yeah. And yeah, what what are your thoughts? I think it's a, it's a brilliant move, you know, for both AKA uh, from a producing point of view or content point of Absolutely. view. It's bring, definitely going to bring eyes. It's going to get people talking. That catches attention. So that, that was a really brilliant move. Nadia as well appearing on there. Good look for her as well. And overall, it's a good look for the South African music industry in yeah. the sense that, you know, everybody can play nice, you know. Uh, we don't have to be friends, but we can still we can get still together do and do business. And for me, this is one personal thing for me. I don't mm. like uh, when people inherit beef. Beef, it's the worst thing. You are not it's cool with my my label boss or and my I'm friend. Cool. So me and you can't record or do music. It's the worst. No, thing it shouldn't game. be like that. It's the worst. Let's thing. come make music and everybody go their certain ways. If it's successful, great. Everybody eats. Everybody's happy. Facts. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Yep. That's what matters to Casper as a label boss. Yep. That his artist is bringing in numbers. Yep. So if that number will come from working with AKA, AKA why, why don't not? You do it? So, yeah, I think that was really a good look. Then, you know, like you said, AK and Casper, long-running feud. There's been times over the years where they've tried to, you know, Squash mend fences. This year, we were supposed to get a boxing match. See? In <laughs> April. <laughs> it's a lot of, we're trying to fence and then they go apart. And I think it was last year or two years ago, Casper yeah. said there's never, never any, be any peace. That's why the, the boxing match is being put together. <laughs> you know, the contract has been signed so, and sent uh, apparently to, to AK yeah. to sign the papers. It's crazy. It is, it is crazy. But yeah, re good luck for Nadia Nakai. Good look for AK. Absolutely. And even good look for Casper for not interfering, interfering with that, with that relationship. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is, first of all, big shout outs to AKA who continues to stretch his hands 
into different parts of the business. Not yeah. only does he now own a plush club and restaurant in South Africa, yeah. he's also the brand ambassador of a vodka line yeah, in South Africa, Cruise Vodka. Yeah. And now he's also, he had a partnership in the past with Reebok, yeah. I believe yeah, it he is. he had a partnership with Reebok. Reebok. He had like a partnership with, was it with a mobile communications we, company? Exactly, that he created an app, app yeah. where people AKA can subscribe, app. exactly, yeah. and pay some money. And now he also has a TV show called The Bride Show. Mm -hmm. So, AKA continues to show the young artists and up and coming artists of how far you could take your brand yep. once you start to see a little bit of success in the music, which is the number one vehicle yeah. that got you there in the first, first place. place yeah. And him venturing into other parts of the business and different sides of entertainment and just investing his money shows how clued up this young yeah, man, man is. is yeah. And for me, you know, I think he deserves a big shout out. And again, I've said it to you before, I personally believe when it comes to a rap artist in yeah. Africa, I still pick AKA as my number one performing artist yeah. alongside Sarkozy. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. AKA is right up there among the best <sighs> that we can, you know, showcase. If you watch him live, as a, as a, as a, as a if you watch AKA live and you have the opportunity to also watch Sarkozy live, <laughs> You get you don't have to know the songs. Yep. You fall in love with these performing superstars. Yep. And 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 today, whilst I was just doing my research, I also watched AKA had a, a live performance on the roof of his house. Yeah, yeah. Where he did he that during lockdown. He did that during lockdown. Yeah. And the song that I watched today was a completely different song to rap. If you follow kind of music coming from Africa, there's a, uh, an album com called Graceland yeah. by Paul Simon that was recorded in South Africa. So there's a song there called um, uh, If You Be My Bodyguard, yeah, I Will Be yeah, Your Long yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost Back. AKA AKA performed, performed that. Yeah, I remember like, that. Brilliant. Like, they, he did it really well. <laughs> cool. That's a rap guy mm -hmm. performing a Grammy Award winning mm -hmm. song yeah. with so much class and energy. I want the whole thing. Yep. I'm like, bruh, you know, <laughs> it, it's great to see. Sometimes when I'm driving, I just play. There's a particular performance that he did. I can't remember. We yeah, spoke about it. Yeah, we spoke it. about it. Wait, that one a couple of years he, ago. He I still play my, that. Absolutely. The, the performance is called Touch My Blood. Yeah. The live uh, edition. edition yeah. So he performed that with his live band. You just have to go and it's Google brilliant. that and watch that. Brilliant. It is one of the most incredible performances. It feels like it's a rehearsal yep. with him and his band, and you just catch an incredible, you know, vibe watching it. So for me, you know, big shout outs to AKA man. He's one of those guys yep. that the young artists Come need down. to go and study to see where to take your art and how to develop your business and brand. Very well said. Yeah. Now uh, from. AKA, we go over to the UK where earlier on Friday morning, a video went viral <laughs> featuring UK rapper Ivorian Dawn saying the lockdown has been bad for relationships and dating during quarantine is a scam. Uh, well, she also said that London guys are not the ones to date. She went further by saying London boys only want something from you, which could be sex amongst others. Mm. And they are not just the ones. Mm. Uh, well, we're going to take a listen to that. And I just feel like dating in lockdown again as well in quarantine is a bit of a scam because I just feel like you can't really date no one because how they feel, I don't think it's real, only due to the fact that it's lockdown. I feel like boys are bored. I feel like boys as well are out here going to girls' house, to house, to house. I've tried it and I can't do it anymore. I'm actually done. I'm done. Like, I don't know. I feel like my boyfriend or my man is in another country. It is not in London. I'm sick of London, boys. I'm actually, I'm tired of it. I just feel like they're very immature. None of them understand. Do you know what it is with boys, yeah? They have now, my brother, uh, Ivorian Doll is echoing a lot of sentiments that mm. a lot of young women have said in the past uh, one year with regards to boys from London, you're one of those guys. So I'm guessing that... <laughs> wow. Put us on the spot. Okay. I'm guessing that, you know, there's a consensus that you guys are not the ones. Well, I will speak on behalf of all Londoners and say this. It has been bad on both sides. Mm. You know, uh, lockdown has been a very difficult time for everybody. Absolutely. Lockdown has been lonely. Hmm. And when people are lonely, you start to, you know, give attention to, to, what it's not to people to you normally not give attention to, Facts. you know, and 
because we can't go on dates anymore, you have you to have go to, to that person's them. house or they come to your house. So, so things are moving at a very accelerated <laughs> pace. <laughs> so it's one that's, you know, you're supposed to meet in a restaurant. A restaurant and then if it goes well, there's now we're already at date five from date one. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even get to assess people properly. Next thing you know, you're professing love and feelings to each other. <laughs> My sister was telling me days ago that her friend um, met somebody hmm. and moved it with the person during lockdown one. I said, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> this is six months compressed into, into what? two, two weeks. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's what lockdown is doing to people. Hmm. And then when you start to go into that relationship, you start to realize that, okay, this is not exactly what I thought it was. Hmm. I don't really like this person. And, you know, that's what's really happening. Hmm. So I will say it's the London guys per se. Yeah. It is your loneliness that has now pushed allowed you, you to, to, to mingle with to some mingle of the guys that you shouldn't be mingling and with. And not pay attention to the things that you normally have paid attention to. It's just tough out here in these streets. Shout out to the married ones. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. You don't you don't know what you've missed. <laughs> or what you the, the bullets you dodged. Because <laughs> the streets are crazy right it's now. Crazy. The market is bad. Wow. <laughs> That's a madness. But listen, I'll I'll be you know, I'm thinking differently. I'm looking at the young guys and, and young ladies out there, single people. I'm thinking this is the time for you to move around. Like, this is the time. I did. So, are you supposed to be moving around? No. Well, you're not quarantined. But what <laughs> Stay I mean, at home. But what I mean is, <laughs> this guy is like, club FaceTime, ah. club, club, I club, I Insta DM. Insta-DM. Stay there. Keep it there. Yeah, but another <laughs> thing, I've heard a lot of girls say, "Oh man, you know, don't DM me. If you DM me, that means you're not serious." Like, how am I? So, how are people supposed to? In your comment section. Uh, so your boyfriend will see me. No, it's can't work. <laughs> you see, that's the London attitude they're talking about, bro. Now that's the London attitude that they're talking about. That's a shifty attitude it, from oh, the beginning. In the comments, that means you already in the comment section. First of all, that means you already know that this girl you're about to holler at definitely there must she must have a situation. No ring. She's on the market. Okay, so are you one of those people that believe no, I'm, that? I'm, I'm just no, here. no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> are you one of those people that believes that once? Uh, somebody's not officially married, mm. they, they're still for the streets. I believe that. They're fair game. Is it? Fair game. If they're not officially married, fair game. People change their mind on their wedding day. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> People have cold feet in the church and they walk away. So, God my brother, shoot it. your shot. No <laughs> ring, no husband in the background anywhere. Shoot your shot. My grandmother once said, huh. straight up, God rest her soul. She said, if you're not married, God damn. Simple. If you're not married, you are single. Simple. That's all. Damn. I think we should end it on that note. Well, on that note, we're gonna we're definitely gonna end that. And we head back to East Africa where Tanzanian superstar Diamond Platinums dropped a bombshell during an interview on Wasafi FM that he might have fathered two other kids in addition to the four he made public. Uh, the singer said that he might go public with his two other kids soon, as one was actually his first child, meaning his first daughter with Zari Hassan uh, is not his first. Mm. The singer currently made public uh, his four kids by, by three different women, but with this revelation, it makes him a father of six. Diamond. It's looking like <laughs> the musicians, they out here moving, bro. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. They are moving. They are active. Do you think once you become, obviously once you become a superstar, you become a celebrity, your Mm. options become, you have way more options, Mm. uh, way more suitors. Should there be maybe a little sense of responsibility to just to protect yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like you said, once you become successful, you have options. Mm. You have people throwing. No, you're not the one doing the chasing anymore. People, you know, are the people ones chasing are after themselves. you, flinging themselves after you. But then you have to also have to ask yourself, you know, what's what's reasonable here? Mm. Like Fifty Cent once said in an interview, he doesn't accept every free uh, advance that's mm. thrown at him. Mm. You have to sort of filter. And I mean, if he wants to have as many ch- children as he wants to have, he is free to. He's free to. As have long them. as he can continue. 
to support these children going forward. He seems like one so, of those, you know, business-minded entertainers in Africa. He owns Wasafi TV and radio, mm -hmm. uh, the biggest media platform in Tanzania. He owns the biggest record label in Tanzania with some of the most successful artists. He Lots is, argu yeah, arguably, the biggest entertainer from East Africa. Yep. Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, all of those places put together. Mm -hmm. uh, no monster bigger than Diamond Platinums. Yep. Um, but now he seems to be father six kids by maybe four, 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 five different women. Mm -hmm. um, but if we look at that, it's still two or three shades down in comparison to Future, who has 10, <laughs> is it 10 baby, 10, 10 baby mamas? Yeah, I think some, somewhere around that figure. God you know. So, um, I, so, so does that mean that every woman they get in bed with <laughs> is lack of protection? <laughs> you are going down a very deep... Bro, Listen, it's National <laughs> HIV Testing Week. Very important. And it's extremely important that we pass these messages mm -hmm. that flinging it around willy-nilly without protection mm -hmm. is also putting lives at risk. Lives at risk and your life as well. Absolutely. At risk. So, life, so people need to be extremely responsible very, with very. their sexual relationships, their sexual partners, their sexual decisions. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and listening and seeing people you know, do this sort of stuff, it kind of scares me a little bit because mm. I'm thinking, so people are actually still out here being, to, to, to for lack of a better word, being that uh, irresponsible. It is. It is. That, that, that's what it is out here on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is out here on these streets. <laughs> you know, but uh, like you said, let's, we need to be more responsible. Mm. We need to also you know, weigh the consequences of our decisions. Mm. You know, for, for for you, for for I don't want to single out Diamond Platinum. No, no, no. Just talking generally yeah, now. For you to have, you know, multiple many baby kids, mothers. Multiple yeah. baby mamas. You know, we've seen this many times within multiple households. This kind of has a drop down effect Trust on the me, kids. We grew up we grew up yeah, in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, so you know, I grew you up need in Nigeria, we grew up in that situation. Consequences on the kids, yeah. not just on yourself as a father You'll or as a mother. You'll be lucky. So I mean, let's let's be a bit more considerate, yeah. more thoughtful in our approaches. You know, uh, I'm I'm from a, a polygamous background, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm I'll just say that I'm one of the lucky ones mm. to have come from a household that's really extremely together, mm. um, and you would never see any type of family cracks that most polygamous households have. Yeah. And that is one in a million. I bet, yeah. like, I've come that across a, a lot minority. of people. <laughs> yeah, I've come across a lot of people, friends and family, who are from the same sort of background, but they have completely different stories. stories yeah. And, you know, like my dad, even my dad says, you know, funny enough, my father was like, yo, what I got away with, I don't think anybody else will be able to get away with it. Exactly. And I'll tell you a funny story, and I'm sure my dad might not remember this, but when I was going to university, my dad called me and my brother into the into the room mm. to have a manly mm. conversation with us. So mm. he sat us down, and he was like, oh, you know, his face was serious. And I, I, was, I thought maybe I got in trouble because I, I got in trouble every single week. Mm. And he was like, oh, so now... Um, you and your brother are going to university. You know, obviously, you're both good-looking men, you know. I'm looking at him like, yo, what's the well, guy? Where are we going with this? And I was like, <laughs> you know, but university is very serious. You're going to have to focus on your education. Mm -hmm. And women, because you're good-looking women, will throw themselves at you. However, you know, you have to focus on one girlfriend. Just one girlfriend. I'm thinking, that. You? He's talking from experience. I'm like, <laughs> my brother, not you, Jigga. He's, he's talking from experience. Ah, I said, nah, <laughs> dad. No. But I was looking at my brother, and his face was straight. I'm like... Is this guy for real? <laughs> but we all stood there and said, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. He and knows we, what he was saying. We walked out, we were like, nah, he should have called someone else to tell us that story. Come on, man, not you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's best to listen to, to someone that's been through it. But that's exactly the message he was trying to pass. Yeah. That, yo, because I got lucky with it. Don't mean. Don't mean anybody else will. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's just the facts of the matter that, yo, we need to be, especially young black men, we need to be very, very responsible with you know how we move and, yeah. and and how we bring people into this world and how yeah. we bring people you know young kids that because they feel the consequences yeah. of the irresponsibilities of a father yeah. or a mother yeah. you know but most of the time a father because yeah. 
you know, we're, we're the ones shoot, shooting around. You yes, understand sir. what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, over to the USA, where the nominees for this year's NAACP Awards were announced on the 2nd of February. Uh, Tiwa Savage received two nominations in the Outstanding International Song category for Temptation of her 2020 album titled Cilia. Uh, well, this song features British superstar singer Sam Smith. Uh, and Tiwa also received the second nomination alongside Nigerian singer Davido for the single title Tanana of David's uh, last album, A Better Time. Yeah. Now, the third Nigerian superstar to be nominated for an NAACP award is superstar boy himself, Kid, who picked up a nomination for his part in Brown Skin Girl uh, from the Beyonce's The Gift album. Now, the NAACP Image Awards is an annual award ceremony created in the USA by the National Association for the Advancement of, of Colored People to honor outstanding performances in film, television, music, and literature. The first award ceremony took place on the 13th of August, 1967, and this year's award, which is the 52nd NAACP award ceremony, mm -hmm. will be taking place on the 27th of March and broadcast by BET. Mm -hmm. uh, other nominees include the likes of Buju Banton, Coffee, you know, the list goes on to Beyonce, the, mm -hmm. you know... Um, this is incredible for Africa. Yep, big this news. This is amazing big for news. Nigeria. Um, this also represents what I've been preaching for quite some time, where black America is now starting to embrace, embrace the, the their brothers from the, the West Indies yep. and from Africa, Africa. Yep. as one. Yep. When you saw this, this nominees list released, what were your thoughts? Uh, just similar thoughts to you as well, which is that, you know, the black Americans or the black American organizations have finally started to reach across the pond, reach across the ocean to embrace uh, their brothers in yeah. Africa, their brothers in the West Indies. Uh, big recognition for Tewa Savage. It's huge. Ken, you know, two nominations. Big. On both her, her album and, and David O's album. Big. Interesting fact, that song, Tanana, is my favorite song on is it? the album. From David O. David o. And The Gift, uh, that's an album, interest, no pun intended, yeah. but that album is the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely, <laughs> that, especially to African creators. <laughs> to, to African creators. Shout out to Beyonce on Shout that one. Shout out to Beyonce and be all honest. the creatives that were work, that worked on that album. Facts. You know, Whiskey is just bagging nominations everywhere Facts. of that particular Absolutely. song. Which I think is, he's also got a Grammy in the yeah, uh, uh, Grammy nomination as well, of yeah, that song of as that well. Song. So, I mean, it's, it's really great news and I'm happy to see it. The end NAACP Awards is widely recognized Absolutely. in the United States of America. Yeah. So I'll be very happy and proud to see Tiwa Savage uh, pick up one of those nominations or even maybe David O and Whiskid as well. Absolutely. That, that would be really big news for, for the culture. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a tough category, yo. Um, especially with the Tiwa Savage one, he has yeah. the likes of Buju Coffee, I believe, yeah. in that category. But apart from that, just as you said, the NAACP is an award ceremony that's known for celebrating black you know, excellence in America and has yeah. done so for decades yeah. now. And and now that they're stretching beyond the, you know, the, the shores of the United States of America, we've seen um, black British actors pick up awards What's in the yeah. past yeah. Um, and personalities pick up awards in the past from the NAACP. But now stretching into Africa and picking the likes of David O and Tiwa Savage and Whiskey just, you know, starts to lift people's eyes yeah. into... You know, What's happening down there? Absolutely. And again, it allows for the black American experience to now start to think about their African experience right, yeah. and their brothers and sisters in the West Indies yeah. and, and all of these other places and to recognize that, yo, once you're black, you're from the motherland, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, for me, it's great. Um, Yvonne Oji was also nominated, the, the Nigerian-American okay, comedian. Yeah. Yep. She also got a, uh, a nomination. A nomina yeah, oh, she got a nomination for, I believe it's a, fe uh, a special. She had a, 
a stand-up special Pressure. last year oh, really? that documented her return back home to Nigeria. It had her parents in there and nice, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. So it, we, we, the melting pot is starting to... It's stirring. It's, 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 it's cooking. Exactly. It's, it's smelling really good. It's smelling <laughs> really good and I'm super excited. So shout-outs to David O. Whiskey and Siwa Savage, Savage for bagging that nomination. Uh, and finally, uh, this might put you on the spot, but... What would you like to recommend? This is where this is brand new segment where we recommend mm. something. Maybe it's a movie, or, uh, a song, whatever. It's come out in yeah, recent you're times. You're actually putting me well, on the spot exactly. right now. Exactly. What has caught your attention? Uh, but I love the new album by Joe Boy. Uh, no, no, not Joe Boy. What's his? Uh, Who's that? Fireboy. Fireboy. You, you, uh, yeah. you like it? Yeah, I think it's great. You don't like it? Okay, I've said this a couple of times, but I'll say it again. Mm. I believe the Fireboy album is fantastically produced. Yeah incredibly written yeah vocally impeccable yeah but the target audience was wrong why would you say that because it was more it, it was 17 songs is it yeah 17 songs with 15 pop records that were targeting la or maybe new york, new york. if that album was a a a, a proper follow-up to the classic debut he had yeah it would have made a different impact, impact. on the industry. Mean. I get what you mean. Simple, you know, you and hence why I'm always happy to ensure that I talk about the writing, the production, yep. the singing. Everything on that record was fantastic, mm. apart from the target audience. So you're speaking from... Uh, Afro beats, Afro from, head. From, okay, yeah, yeah, from the culture head point of Facts. view. Facts. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. But from, uh, you know, quality, listening experience... Yeah, from quality. Yeah, I mean, that, that album was really well produced, well written. Absolutely. And it showcases, it shows, it, it proves once again that Fireboy has the ability to write great songs. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I think coming into the game with LTG in the first place yeah. is, is something that very few afro pop musicians ever had yeah not that many people came out of the gate with a date with a classic debut you yeah. know you're looking at the likes of ice prince you're looking at the likes of whiskey yeah. you're looking at you know just a few number of people mm -hmm. to have done that so True. for him to have done that coming out of the gate yeah, yeah. I, you know that puts him on a level where instantly the expectations are high, high very so high. you know the follow-up album obviously You've 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 um, earned a follow up album that you can do what you like. like yep. But Fireboy, the next album gotta be back <laughs> to what you do best, I'd, my I'd brother. Have, I'd love to see how the the numbers look on this album. The numbers will be in good. The next couple couple of weeks. I'll tell you why the numbers yeah. will be good. You know, he had an empire distribution. Yeah. Had some great placements with mm -hmm. FIFA and all of those stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a champion was a record that was picked up by Bayern Munich. Yeah. Picked up by FIFA 2020. Mm -hmm. So straight away the numbers will be great. Yeah. But we also know that numbers don't basically translate. Mm to the, 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 you know, the reach of an album. album of course. You know, because we know what these placements do. Those playlists on Spotify and plug Apple. Plug in, plug in. We know what all that does. Um, but for me, what I'll suggest this week is very simple. It's a brand new record by Kitty featuring Kwame Eugene and Pato Rankin. Mm. I think it's titled Supernatural. Yeah. It's the first record. Uh, Kitty has now signed almost like a joint Kind of venture that has empire in the works in America yep, and nice. another platform in America. Yep. So it looks like Kiddy coming from Lynx Entertainment, Entertainment in Ghana. Yeah, they're about to throw him, him into on the international stage. Absolutely, and and again, you know, a lot of us have, have been fans of Kiddy for quite some time. So yep. this looks like an amazing step up, and the video definitely looks like something that they spent a lot more money in because <laughs> bro during this quarantine mm -hmm. i don't know how they got through with that but shout outs to kiddy uh, kwami eugene and pato rankin who of course is having an amazing run at the moment, moment collaborating yeah. with everybody, everybody under the sun yeah and that's just great for him and that wraps up this edition of Addy Shopper Live, the official Afrobeats podcast with my brother Damola, a.k.a. Mr. Schmooze, a.k.a. the gentle guy that runs things behind the scene, a.k.a. the London brother that's, that's moving around in quarantine, if you know what I mean. Thank you, Energy God. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being on the podcast. Absolutely. And shout-outs to everybody else uh, for supporting Afri Media Studios, obviously Afro Scene TV, Ayo Maurice, the entire crew, Shei Kola. Always catch us here at the same time, same place next week. And make sure you share, like, comment, and subscribe yeah. to the Afrobeats podcast. Until next time, it is peace.
and we're out. <laughs> you don't shackle to it? No, no, we don't shackle to that. Right. 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 Right